Everybody's working. With that time, yours. I think that the three of us need to have a really serious conversation. And I think acknowledge our own sort of unrealized power. This is Time Zars. It's Kansas City Chiefs podcast on The Athletic. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Nate Taylor and Seth Kaiser. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you guys the facts, and then you tell me what we should do. But I have at least something I'd like to pitch you. We talked about the Texans game for basically three months. The Chiefs won that in convincing fashion. Yeah, we barely acknowledged the Chargers, and the Chiefs barely won that game. This is true. We spent pretty much a whole show on the Ravens. We even had Lewis Riddick. The Chiefs won in, in in a strong fashion. Blitzed them to death when they got blitzed. <laughs> That's right. We, we talked about the Patriots like a little bit, largely just kind of in how weird it was. But like the Chiefs won that game, but it wasn't like fun or like perfect. Poetic is not what I would call it. No. And, and then, and then on... And then on Friday, we didn't talk about the Raiders game at all, and the Chiefs got uh, just a good old-fashioned tail whooping by a football team that I still don't think is very good. Mm. And so I would like to propose that this is the beginning of our Chiefs versus Bills preview show, episode <laughs> one of two. <laughs> We're just going to talk about Chiefs-Bills for like a week straight. Do you guys have a better idea? Um, no, but I would like to also acknowledge uh, Randy. Um, yeah. Love you, dog. Thank, thanks for listening, Randy. We, we, technically, we weren't on the field, but I know that our impact was massive in terms of uh, convincing me in the press box wearing a mask that, yes, because I did not mention um, the Raiders at any great length on Friday is the reason. Uh, we are the reason that the Chiefs have stopped winning games. And the end yeah. of a 13-game winning streak came, came to an end to an arch rival who was, you know, Throwing its entire season at the Chiefs. But hey, um, he Randy's right, and I take responsibility for that, as do my colleagues, and we yep. will we will we will we will be better next week. It was a look ahead game for us, and I forgot that that meant something. Um yeah, I mean clearly execution was a problem for us. Details, you know, it is our responsibility. Seth, you have any coach speak you'd like to throw in there and really kind of take some barbs for us? <laughs> I don't I I got nothing, man. I think in the time that we were just starting this off. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs secondary just left another Raider with no one within 20 yards of him for a touchdown. Like I, this it like I what I really Deep think. Burn. Is, I think it's just really. I think it's just really nice how they allowed Bob Sutton to come back and coach as a legacy coach for one game. And I just think it's also really sweet that they've learned how to share, as in sharing space all over the field, where it's like, hey, oh, you're going to go deep? Why not? It's Derek Carr. He never throws deep. He has six times this game already. But, I mean, is Ruggs fast? I don't think he's fast. I'm Dan Sorensen. I'm a hero in the Super Bowl and the playoffs, which you are, by the way, Dan. Kudos to you. Better at football than I am at literally anything. So I'm just going to head towards the line of scrimmage, towards the crossing route, and leave Ruggs alone against a corner with outside leverage. So I'm doing really well is what I'm saying. Was that definitely Dan Sorensen, by the way? Because yes. I have, I yes. have seen him. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have seen. Dan I Sorensen. had someone tell me that was Tyron Matthew. I had someone tell me it was Tedrick no. Thompson. And you just said it was Dan Sorensen. And it I was, still it, haven't found the It was Dirty Dan. Play. He thought he had the crosser. And look, <sighs> I love Dirty Dan. No one loves him more than I do. Well, I'm sure his family does. But besides <laughs> them, that's it. But I'll tell you, because it wasn't just Sorensen. The safeties, like... <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was just like, man, these Chiefs safeties are good. It's like it, it's like the safeties all got together and said, man, they've really been leaning on us. And everyone's crediting, yeah. everyone's crediting Spagnolo for like, yeah, getting such great play out of these corners. Guys, what if we played bad one game and showed them what it looks like if we're yeah. not out here? Like, why is Sorensen the deep third safety? Like, what? <sighs> it's formational. I mean, Tyron Matthew – was pretty yep. blunt and being like, "Yep, they got us." Oh, that's the formation. Oh, yeah. I, 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 uh, 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 why is the ball so high in the air right now? Oh my goodness. Yep, second Uh-oh. week in a row, and I know we've got a ton of ground to cover, but I'll just say this: second week in a row um, that the Chiefs, in my opinion, were thoroughly outcoached. Two weeks Ooh. in a row, that's happened to them, 
And and Oof. and you know what? I don't say that lightly. I'm normally the guy saying, "Ah, oh, that's just yeah. you know that that's just an easy thing to blame." But let me just tell you, last week the the Patriots baited the Chiefs into killing into some runs that they really shouldn't yep. have, and knew exactly mm-hmm. where they were going with the ball. This week, man, Andy, stop running the ball on first down. Like, stop it, mm-hmm. stop it. Yeah, this like, one was bad. That, yeah. And like, it's and a, it wasn't even tendency. Yeah, the tendencies. Yeah. They've got them on the tendencies. And they also, they went in there knowing the Chiefs didn't expect them to attack the ball down the field. And the Chiefs didn't adjust until it was too late. And they did. They barely yeah. even adjusted, honestly. And so there's a lot to talk about there. But yeah, they got them. And they got them multiple times. They caught them in some familiar formations. And I mean, just think of it this way. When Mahomes threw the ball down the field to Hill, even the ones that were complete, that was a bogus hole. <laughs> that was a bogus hold call on that first drive. But whatever, it happens. Mm-hmm. They still should have won. Mm-hmm. Do you notice there were defenders around him constantly? When was the last time you saw, like, you, it happened once, McCole Hardman, right? Against, you know, where, where you Ravens. saw a guy that, yeah. against the Ravens, you saw a guy that wide open. Like, you saw mm-hmm. with the Ravens, what, seven times? Eight mm-hmm. times? Because so. they, they had two defensive backs on the field because everyone else was chasing Patrick Mahomes and failing at it. <sighs> yeah, it was bad. There's just there's so many places that I think we can start. Seth has already written about the pass protection up in the Chief of the North newsletter. That's literally already out. We're recording this the night of, which we haven't done yet this year because we had a noon game, which was like an felt just like an absolute marathon. A lot of points. I guess we'll do that to you. Um, I mean, you mentioned the adjusting on the defensive side. Like, if you would have told me, hey, 24-24 at halftime, where are you putting your money? I would have felt still pretty good about the Chiefs. I thought, well, there's no way that they're going to let Derek Carr do that again? Again? Are you serious? Derek Carr, a man who walked into Arrowhead Stadium winless and walked out of there with... A victory that nobody saw coming. Um, uh-uh. Can I just read for you some stats, fellas? Yeah, oh, no. yeah I'd love that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these are presented to you by Next Gen Stats. Um, it's not going to be pretty. Mm-mm. They tracked that Derek Carr, who was known for not passing the ball deep, had a 177 yards accounted where he threw the ball deep. Um, all of those yards were before halftime. Um, those are the most yards, again, 177 deep in the air. Good Lord. He had not had a game like that in the past five seasons for for a complete game. Not a half, a complete game. He did that in the first half. Secondly, um, as I wrote last week in the athletic, the, the secondary play has been phenomenal, but based on formation, a lack of awareness, as Seth sort of alluded to. Um, using your tendencies against you, Derek Carr completed 12 of 14 attempts for 234 yards and three Woo! touchdowns on passes in the middle of the field. The oh. easiest place to pass the football directly in front of you. 12 of 14, 234, three touchdowns. No quarterback this season, not named Derek Carr, has had a such game this year, according to Next Gen Stats. Oh, my gosh. In the middle of the field. Which, by the way, if you want to talk about, like, this is such a bizarre game. The middle of the field that they shut down against MVP Lamar Jackson. Who you can say whatever you... Who loves to throw in the middle of the field. He is a better thrower in the middle of the field than Derek Carr. Especially down the field. And people can say all they want while Jackson's a limited passer. He's got stuff to work on. But you know why Jackson looked bad against the Chiefs? Because they blanked the middle of the field. And I know every time I say it that way, Josh thinks it's funny. But there was (laughs) nothing open in the middle of the field. Instead, this time, they... I mean, guys were running so wide open that it was it, it became funny like funny in like that way where like certain things are funny that really shouldn't be funny like the other day mm-hmm. my son Cole who's kind of a sensitive kid was sprinting away from me and he kind of like tripped a little bit and then hit a bookshelf that plummeted him into the arms of the couch and bounced <laughs> his face off it like a freaking cartoon character and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen so I dropped down behind the couch to pretend I wasn't laughing because he was hurt <laughs> <laughs> not like injured but he was hurt he wasn't okay 
okay. And like as a parent, the rule is you got to check to see if they're okay before you laugh. So it was – Yeah, and I broke that rule. That was on me. So I just dropped out of sight. I just – I was gone. My wife was just left twisting in the wind trying not to laugh herself. And he's okay, everyone. Like you don't need to call child protection. He's all right. But it was yeah, as long as, as like long as you, as long as one of your eyes is still in your head, you can pretty yeah. much see. Fun. Yeah, and so yeah. It, and so it was it was funny like that where it's just like they know how to defend Derek Carr. They've done it successfully a zillion times, but now they're like, hey, you know what we ought to do? We ought to put Dan Sorensen in man coverage against Waller. That'll probably work out well. Hey, what we ought and to he do? He got <laughs> My child is trying to sleep right now, yeah. but <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. When a DB turns his back to the quarterback and the receiver while the receiver's running an inside route, just we don't need to stop. We don't need to run the play no more. First down. Okay. Yeah. Like, Derek, you ain't even got to release the ball. Darren Waller, you got to stop running, sir. That's a, it's like a putt. A it's, a putt. it's a two foot putt. No, just pick it up. Let's go. Let's go I to the mean, next one. Uh, like, everybody in the secondary had their worst game. Uh, let's not forget Traverius Ward, who, you know, Arguably one of the better quarterbacks in the whole league last year, based on like production towards their salary. Um, man, did he get cooked? God, was he toast? Mm-hmm. He was. It was. So he bad. was blackened toast. And Steve Spagnuolo was like, Nate, "I can't." Nate, he was charred various board. You said the toast. Could <sighs> not say the thing. I mean, oh. who's who's more toast right now, Charvarius Ward or the Miami Heat? Anyway, Ooh. oh, oh, I, I let me hit previous channel button because they're about to go to halftime in the uh, in the NFL game. Oh, the Heat are probably not close. It's in a commercial. I don't know. So, Steve Spagnuolo's like, well, you dog, I don't think it's the hand issue, really, even though, you know, Andrew did his best to be like, yeah, the hand was giving him some problems. So was everything else. He, <laughs> <laughs> no, Gruden, he Gruden pantsed he, Spagnolo. He had to put yeah. he he had to put uh Traverse Ward on the field just for third downs. Like just for third downs and where can we cover him? Where can we put him that's not you know Henry Rux? <laughs> yeah. So I mean Tyron Matthew was pretty quick in saying that like he's motivated. He has clearly looked at the calendar and he has circled the rematch against the Raiders. Um because he was he was as hot as I've seen him since about the loss to the Houston Texans last year where they just got ran over by Carlos Hyde of all people. Um, (laughs) But, like, he was really mad. Chris Jones was more, like, reserved in the understanding that, like, yeah, they just, they beat us and uh, it sucks. And I guess, I I guess we'll need to be better next time. But for the secondary, you couldn't find a worse group. And that's saying a lot considering I know the group that Seth wants to talk about on the Chiefs roster. (laughs) <laughs> let's stick on the defense just because we've we're kind of working from the back forwards because the one thing that i want to get your guys's thoughts on um we're doing this show so soon after that i haven't like i have no idea what you guys thought about it this is kind of weird but one of the things i think we've said pretty frequently about the chief secondary and it's also the thing that i mean like seth and i were talking about this uh, on my radio show like a year two years ago just like team building strategies of like that, that, that pass defense holds more from uh, that, that it's more indicative of success. If you have a good pass defense, you're more likely to, to actually have defensive success as opposed to pass rush, um, better coverage grades or whatever. But we've, we've since kind of gotten to the point where like, well, clearly Brett Beach and, and at least Steve Spagnolo, they've decided, Hey, we're, we're going to pay our pass rushers. And we, we think that's going to make our secondary better. And for four weeks this season and for a good chunk of last year mm-hmm. that worked. Whenever, whenever Frank Clark and Chris Jones get to the quarterback, it, it makes the secondary's job easier. Um, this is not an indictment or a validation of of the strategy or whatever, but but specifically in this game, I think it's I think it's the quietest Frank Clark Chris Jones combo game I've maybe yes. ever seen with both of them Absolutely. healthy at the yes. same time. Yes. Yeah, shout out to uh, to the Raiders offensive line, which I know will maybe help us piggyback into the thing that I need to rant about. But For sure. like. They they did a great job. I mean, there was Carr had a lot of time to throw. He had a lot of time yeah. to sit back at a, at the top of his drop, and and just survey the field. And look, Derek Carr when he has time, he can throw the ball. He he is he's a poor man's Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr is, which you know that sounds like quite the insult. 
Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, so he's broke, huh? Well, he's he. But I mean, look, <laughs> Kirk Cousins can play. If you get put Kirk Cousins behind a good offensive line, he will sling the ball all day, man. Most most NFL quarterbacks with time will look good. I think that's well, fair. I mean, right? like, like, I mean, like even above. Most like, part, think of it this way. Like, think like uh, you're young for this, but maybe think Trent Green with protection. I, yes, versus I'm, aware, not protection. I'm aware of Trent Green's work. Well, I know, but I don't know if you watch him week in and week out. The moment, like, so Trent Green is going to be better than most quarterbacks would be behind a really good offensive line because he's a really good mm-hmm. thrower. All right? Mm-hmm. And then sure. yeah, like, yeah. Derek Carr can throw the ball a little bit, but when you give him all day to survey, and again, when you have breakdowns in the secondary, I viewed this every now and then. Like You can almost talk about like what it was with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Andy Reid just completely pants John Harbaugh and his staff yep. a few weeks yep. ago. And this is what you saw happen to Spagnolo. I mean, they they weren't ready for this. They weren't ready for the the fact that maybe Clark and Jones would just not get a lot of pressure. Because how often does that happen? Yeah. Like, it was both I, of them. Sometimes I feel like it's one of them, but like you can kind of have some sort of a thought of like, well, they're yeah. paying more attention to whoever. I, right today, I, it just felt like none of them were getting. I remember Chris Jones hit. Car's arm once. Once, yeah. And that's and the only thing I, rem- I remember distinctly from both of them. There could yeah, have been Ta- more stuff. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah Tano Passino had the most productive day because he batted a ball down. Yep. Um, yeah. Frank Clark had a couple times where he used a speed rush to get Derek Carr off the top of his drop or the, yep. uh, you know, to, to, to sort of, sure. hey, I, I'm yeah. here and like, yeah. you know, I'm here. Problem was the other three people or Oof. on one of the touchdowns that Derek Carr threw like perfectly, mind you, was Clark Hunt or excuse me, Clark uses a uh, Frank Clark loses a speed rush. The blitz is coming from the opposite end, so he kind of projects that like he like like Derek Carr's gonna float my way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, the the, <laughs> the Raiders pick up the blitz perfectly. He drops a dime. It's a touchdown, and it's just one of those days where it's just like, yep, the 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 other team, as you guys are both saying, just was better prepared look the the Raiders and I'm not saying anything like super controversial here the Raiders need this game more oh it's yes just, mm-hmm. it's just simple as that like in terms of the two teams and where they're going and what the end of the road means for both of these teams we presume the Raiders need this game more the Raiders desperately want to compete for a playoff spot in their first season in Las Vegas. Can they get the seventh seed? That's the only thing this year comes down to. In order to get to a playoffs, you have to win some divisional games. It's, it's just like, it, it, it would be stupid not to. The mm-hmm. Chiefs have dominated the division. Um, the Raiders were as healthy as they've been since about, I don't know, three weeks or so? Based on Ruggs and, and Trent Brown coming back. But... They needed this more. They played as if they needed this more. They ran schemes and plays to further prove that they needed this game more. And on the other side of the ball, the Chiefs played well to start on offense, and then it kind of crumbled, like possession after possession after possession, once a notable player went down. And you can guess which one of the two uh, you think I'm mentioning, but... The Raiders need this game more, and the Chiefs were never going to go undefeated. I have yet to, I have yet to make that claim. I have yet to ever believe that that was going to happen. They were going to lose at some point. October, most notably, is Andy Reid's kind of, you know, fluky month because you know, hey, he he's out in front of coaches for like four weeks, guys, until they like pick things up. Like, hey, they may run the ball on first down, but <laughs> the Raiders needed this game more. The Chiefs. We'll go through an October that we've usually become accustomed to. The question is, can they, you know, make this a one, you know, can they make this a one game situation versus like a three or four? And for all the things that have occurred in this game, I I still feel like the Raiders understand, understood perfectly that a mini part of their season was today. For the Chiefs, Mm. it was literally just another game. Despite the rivalry, despite all the COVID stuff, like... As Josh mentioned, it's okay for them to look ahead from a humanistic standpoint. Now, fans, you know, a derivative of fanatic wants the team to win all the time. I get you, dog. Right. I understand you, girl. They haven't but at this... lost since last November. Right. And that's, and that's kind of the point. Days. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. kind of the point. <laughs> it's like it's they 
they they the Raiders were better, and they had to be better to yep. win today. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, and they weren't just better. Like, key things happened at key times. Because a few calls went against the Raiders that kind of mattered. But a few... And look, let me just add a caveat. Don't blame the refs for this. The Chiefs' defense was lousy. There are Chiefs players on social media right now. McCall Hardman just tweeted that he played terrible. Kelsey tweeted that he's uh, got to he be did. better. I'll, yeah, I'll confirm was. that. He did. Because, again, when a certain player went out of the game... That some people thought he was replaceable in free agency. Mm, first sample size was awful. Yeah. There was, it was not, well, I mean, there's a reason why later in the game you got Byron Pringle out there. Like, Hardman had, yeah. a, Hardman had a chance here. And there were some things the Raiders were able to do in coverage that, again, I know we'll get to soon. But, like, it was, it was tough, man. It was a bad game. And it was just, and it's kind of funny, you know, a bad game. They put up like 31 or 32 points or 32 whatever. points, yep. 32 mm-hmm. points, it was a bad game. And they there were some crucial calls that could have gone either way that like against the Patriots went their way, right? Some of those yeah. really mm-hmm. crucial calls. Like, you know, that, that hold in that first drive, which turned out to be more important than we could have thought, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty weak call. I think you'd call that a snatch trap technique by Asameli. And are they assimilate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, man, what a beautiful throw that got wasted too. Right? Oh, it was. That gorgeous. was. Yeah. Oh, it was so. Beautiful. That's why that. That's the only reason that one hurts. That one yeah. only hurts because it was like, oh, that might. Well, have been, it hurts. That's for- gonna be in Seth's next best throws that didn't count article, yep. which will come out tomorrow probably. And, and, <laughs> and Seth has made this point. Seth has made this point before, where it's like the butterfly effect of an NFL game, or just you know, yes. any yeah. football game where. If the ref either doesn't see it or is a second late and is like, I just, uh, maybe I'm not going to throw the flag because, like, I got seven other of my refereeing crews. And if they don't see anything, they're like, we just keep it good. If that play is a touchdown, who's to say Asimeli finishes the game? Because two plays later, yep. he's trying to chase down a defender to make a block for, I believe, Patrick Mahomes scrambling. And it all goes to hell. His knees yeah. essentially give out. Injury sort of said that uh, that he, I'm gonna make sure I get this right. He tore a tendon in both knees. Yeah, he's Andy kind of this year. Yeah, Andy said it like, you know, two tendons in both knees. But I think, I think what he was trying to say is a tendon in each one of his knees. The right knee, I think, is worse based on the replay and what the training staff was attending to uh, in the immediate before he was carted off. But a tendon in both knees, like man, that is, that is just unfortunate. And God, it sucks. But if that if that fifty eight yard touchdown is indeed a touchdown to Tyreek Hill, awesome all is on uh, you know Kalichio Silliman is on the on the sidelines and he gets ready for the next drive and who knows what goes on from there because of the whole butterfly ripple effect that, that Seth likes to use. Yeah. Absolutely, and and you see that constantly. You see that you know you you got a deep touchdown or really a deep ball that to Hill. I, I, you know, there were a couple where they got there, you could say right on time, you could say a little bit early, and it changes everything, you know, because football is such a a situational game that individual games, they really, like, one play, butterfly affects everything. Um, but really, the Chiefs, it wasn't just that. Big plays just didn't go their way. One one of the plays, Nick Kaiser. Oh, look. Nick oh, Kaiser, he's got a send great prayers. last name. Send He's up got, Ricky's, Ricky I, I, Seals Jones, healthy yeah, scratch, I'm wondering, five straight weeks. I'm yeah, wondering. I, well, and Kaiser can block, and Ricky Seals Jones, let me tell you, I've watched some of his film. Yeah. And unless that's yeah. different now, um, mm. Dion Yelder. Maybe, maybe it's just Yelder. Maybe come, yeah, come on, Dion. That's the one that surprises me is how is Dion Yelder on the field? 
when I don't know he's provided much, both in pass or in blocking, where at least you could say Travis Kelsey's super, super superstar. Um, yep. mm-hmm. You know, Nick Kaiser, great in run blocking in short yardage situations. Think of the yep. Tyreek Hill touchdown run where yep. he just yep. he wipes away a, a Raider on the perimeter so that Tyreek Hill can score. Um, as I tweeted, Nick Kaiser's never been running on the field and been like, oh, I'm not open. Oh, the play's still going on? Oh, oh, there's Patrick. Yep. Oh, I'll just shade over here. Oh, he's throwing me the football. Yeah, which that would have that would have been one of one of my yeah. It's just like ah, like there was yeah, internal you, you, screaming, like 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 in the press box. And I was at the stadium today again, wearing my mask, doing the best I can. One of the true benefits is getting the all twenty two in live, and you could just tell he was kind of doing the thing you're taught to do. Hey, kind of shade, get get. get Find an opening, find a window. Why is he throwing me the football? Yeah, and whoa, it was a whoa. dime, and, and he was just wasn't ready dime. for the velocity. That was such a good throw. That was that was that was going to be added to the classics. That's the thing that gets lost in this game. Mahomes threw some dimes this game. Like mm-hmm. it, it reminded me in part of like the uh, the Tennessee loss last year because of that. Because Mahomes was yeah. playing well. This wasn't a game Mahomes played particularly poorly. No. Um they just they just beat him. Oakland just beat him. They outcoached him. They were they were ready. It is it, it get this is the whole. Remember you played Tecmo Bowl, and if you're if the D if they no. hit a one and you hit a one, it doesn't matter how good you are at Tecmo Bowl. It doesn't matter if you got bow. Well, it matters if you got bow. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, are you, you the one bow. playing against bow on yeah, the schedule? Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you. You, but I mean that it was just too many times the Raiders had the perfect look dialed up to beat the Chiefs defense, and vice versa wasn't true. And they made the Chiefs just didn't make those biggest plays because that Nick Kaiser drop right that puts the Chiefs on first and ten past midfield midfield, near midfield with four minutes to go up four instead of punting back, and the Raiders scored a touchdown there. It yep. altered the entire complexion of the game. It allowed the Raiders to go into, man, we're going to let Jacobs run the ball 30 times in the second half or however many it was, and just it, they, they just got in the position where all they needed was a few plays, right? And the more random you can make a game, the more it favors the the worst team. And look, the Raiders are the worst team, but they gave the Chiefs their best shot, and the Chiefs played like a 65 70% game and you can't get away with that every week. You just yeah, can't. It's a, it's a C minus game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a C minus game. And look, the you know, they they beat the Texans with like a B minus game and they beat them easily. They Yeah, they, well, I mean was the Ravens game a a minus? The, the, yeah. the Ravens game yeah. was like an A game, and where they just and maybe down the stretch they coasted a little too much. But this was bound to happen yeah. eventually. The Raiders have a good offense, and man, they just pantsed them. They just took them and just completely. They just weren't ready for what they were doing. But it really was one of those games where you saw them out coached. But you could see the difference in the two offenses when Carr dropped back to pass versus when Mahomes dropped back to pass. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Go ahead and take it. Seth. We're in range. Here's, the, here's so, the baton. Here's the baton. Pull up, Seth. Pull uh, up. Pull up. So I on the Chief of the North newsletter, I have released an available for everyone reading this to read article about the fact well, people are listening to people are listening to this. If you're reading this podcast, I don't know how. You know, well, do a transcript. Man, like it pulled up and got an air ball, but they touched <laughs> the ball last, so we no, rounded no, the ball, no, no, no. and you I get it back. <laughs> You bricked it. I went up. I pulled it down. I did a little shimmy so the camera would see me. Then I kicked it back out to you. Pull up again. What an offensive rebound by my guy, Josh Briscoe. Here's the deal. The Chiefs for years have gotten away with leaving their tackles on islands. And their pass protection, while it hasn't been great, it's been pretty good. Right? They've had a few weak spots, maybe one weak spot along the line every year. But nothing too terrible. Even last year, during the middle of the year, when it wasn't very good on the interior, it was still excellent on the edges, and they pulled it together on the interior. The Raiders were able to beat the Chiefs often enough on defense the same way the Los Angeles Chargers did. And that's Mm -hmm. not good. Because if you go back and watch the film, snap after snap, three rushers or four rushers. So they were getting pressure with three rushers, 
and leaving a guy in there to shadow Mahomes. You can't win football games like that. I don't care how talented you are. On a couple of crucial downs, if you go back and watch, they were rushing three guys and getting pressure in under two and a half seconds. You can't win football games like that because even with tremendous weapons and scheme like the Chiefs have, if you've got three guys rushing, one guy shadowing, that means you've got seven guys in coverage. It doesn't matter how good they are, if they, how good your weapons are. <laughs> I was reading a statistic and, and lost my phone. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're fumbling everywhere. I'm sorry. Oh, um, that was but yeah, so funny. No, you can't. Max, I, I, go ahead. I was gonna roll right though. You know, Max Crosby had a nice <laughs> no, spin move to, to sack. Okay, go ahead. No, pick it, just pick it up, Sack. Yep. It just doesn't matter how good your weapons it. are. You can't against seven guys dropping into a good disciplined zone. You can't run open in under two seconds. You need time to find those open zones, and they're not getting them this year, guys. Mitch Schwartz, uh, you know, against the Chargers, it's like, look, it's the Chargers. Against J.J. Watt, man, it was J.J. Watt. The Patriots run a funky scheme. The 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 Raiders borrowed from what the Patriots and the Chargers did, and they were able to make it work. And here's the thing. What's the template to slow down, not beat, because you can't beat them, and they still put up 32 points. The template to slow down the Chiefs offense is you get pressure with three or four guys consistently and quickly, and you drop seven guys into a decent zone and play disciplined. The only problem is no teams could pull it off, right? Because you need a Bosa and an Armstead and and a Buckner. <laughs> and uh, you, you, need, you need multiple elite rushers, right? That's why the Chargers give them problems because they've got three really, really good pass rushers. Except uh, this isn't the Niners. And this isn't the Chargers. Mm-hmm. This is the Las Vegas Raiders whose pass rush coming in, we were all like, eh, they exist. Mm-hmm. And they right. made... And they made them look good. The tackles lost early and often. The interior line lost early and often. When they lost Kelechi, man, that they took the air out of their sails. And yeah. they'll they'll figure something out. Andy Reid's still Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes still Patrick Mahomes. But I gotta tell you, they've trusted their tackles to play well. And and read the article, okay? Because there's play after play that I show there. They were keeping Sherman in to help block on a shot play, and they got four guys rushing against six pass blockers, and there was still pressure in under two and a half seconds. You can't win football games like that. You can't consistently move the ball like that, even if you have Patrick Mahomes. And what that allowed the Raiders to do was slow him down just enough so that apparently Derek Carr could rain fire from above on the Chiefs' defense. And I, I don't know, guys. I'm a little concerned because when it's the Raiders doing it, Every team is going to be trying to do that from here on out. Couple things um, to add to what Seth was saying. When the Raiders understood that Tyreek Hill was either going to go, and this is a tendency thing again, Tyreek Hill, when running motion, means a certain thing. When Tyreek Hill is not in motion, also means a thing. Hmm. One of the benefits of watching this live and not on my couch. The Chiefs did not adjust with either A, crossing routes, B, anything in the intermediate zone outside of Travis Kelsey, which, again, the Raiders had already been keen on and played just better in the second half. Tyreek Hill and McCole Hartman ran routes that you're going to see on all 22 that don't make sense. And this is before you get to, like, third and 20 situations. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid put some trust in the offensive line without Osimile in the in the lineup, without Sammy Watkins and just expected Patrick Mahomes to have four seconds to throw the ball deep. Mm -hmm. Um, The Raiders blanketed them. And as I say that, it is wild to say. But Tyreek Hill ran routes in the second half that were not adjustable, and he didn't blow by the Raiders' safeties because, as I asked Patrick after the game, they played further back, and Patrick confirmed that. Like, the safeties played a lot farther back. Yep. They were getting pressure without having to blitz, and the Chiefs didn't adjust their route concepts where they were trying to go for home runs mm-hmm. instead of just actively moving the football down the field. And this comes to a point where I know Clyde Edwards-Alaire's name will be brought up because he's supposed to be like an outlet for this certain mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Kelsey was pretty hard on himself despite the 
you know, the statistical production and the fact that, like, he did cast a Chiefs last touchdown in the, in the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, but as I wrote in The Athletic, it's it's one thing for Patrick to scramble, extend plays, improvise, to give his receivers just that extra second or two to get open so that the advantage is always on the Chiefs' side. It is another thing when Patrick Mahomes is having to scramble, evade rushes, improvise, yep. get creative, extend, 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 because he's running for his life and his receivers are too far downfield. That yes. occurred multiple times. Yep. Particularly in the fourth quarter when they found out, hey, y'all, we can't run on first down. So yep. they they didn't adjust. It is a coaching situation with Eric Bieniemy and, and Andy Reid. And the understanding, too, that, like, if you can cover them deep, maybe Patrick Mahomes, from a mental standpoint, he doesn't snap, but he he gives into the idea that, like, I, I, can, I can fit it in there. I can fit it in there. Mm-hmm. And then the protection doesn't hold up, and so he's scrambling in a crumbled pocket, and it doesn't make much sense uh, to move the ball that way. So um, they had one really, really bad hand. Because Sammy Watkins wasn't on the field, the offensive line stunk, and Patrick Mahomes didn't have people to throw the ball to easily that weren't named Daryl Williams. Right. That was, man, you really nailed something there in terms of those route combinations and stuff. Here's what's interesting to me, and I know Josh right now, I, I don't know if you know this, but Josh and I are in an empty basketball arena right now. And I, it's an empty arena, and I'm standing Kind of underneath the hoop on one end. (laughs) And Josh just walked in to the... Now, I want you to picture the biggest basketball arena you've ever been in. Uh, Josh, I could barely even see him. Just kind of walked in. I heard the door open across the arena. You know, those really loud arena doors, right? And I looked, and I heard like footsteps echoing in the empty gym. And I see, who is that there? It's Josh. It's off in the distance. Is he holding a basketball? I'm going to worry about that in a minute. Looks like he's getting yeah. closer. But for now, those route combinations are an interesting thing because Tyreek Hill is a guy you can trust to run those routes, like the ones that Sammy does, these adjusting routes. And they just weren't, like you said, they just didn't they just didn't adjust to having Sammy be out. They thought the line will hold up. We're going to just we're going to th- push the ball down the field and the line couldn't hold up and they just didn't adjust in time. They didn't say, "Okay, cuz Tyreek, we've seen Tyreek burn teams intermediate and shallow. We've seen it." And it just wasn't happening. Yeah. And and Sammy matters for this team because you you either what they're gonna probably do, I'm guessing, depending on how whether Sammy's out for a while, you're gonna see Hill run a lot more of those routes, and you're gonna see Hardman running a lot more of these take the top off. They've done it before, right? And been very yes, successful. Right. But they right. just didn't adjust mid game here. And you treated Tyreek Hill like he was just a deep threat, and while he's an incredible deep threat, he is so much more than that. And that is a really great observation there. But and that just goes to the, the coaching thing. You just saw the very rare this is the life most Chiefs most most Chiefs fans, most fans lead every week seeing their coach kind of get out foxed. I'll be honest, Reed and Spagnolo both really had a tough game here. And Mahomes, his brilliance was one of the few reasons why they started to get into it at the end. And just on the side note with Edwards Hilaire, for one, just because you have Edwards Hilaire, who's a good player, doesn't mean running the ball on first down is a good idea. Man, why, man, Josh is walking down onto the court now. Interesting. All right. So just because you've got a, a player that is a good player, that doesn't mean you should run the ball on first down. Because you know why? It's not a good idea. Also, like half, at least, no, more than half at this point, because I, I remember char- I charted this earlier. It hasn't changed since then. Most of Edwards Hilaire's targets so far have been like one that I put up on Twitter where Mahomes has a defender in his face immediately, right? So he throws a panic check down. It's the only thing he can do. And Edwards Alaire has to make an incredible move in the open field to gain four whole yards. That's not winning offense. And the pass pro has to be better or they've got to change their game plan, which I'm sure they're capable of doing, but it's bad. Nate, I got to tell you, I've noticed Josh has now walked to half court and is staring hmm. me down, holding that ball. Yeah. I feel like something's about to happen to me, Nate. Huh. I don't know. Right, right now, there's just right now you just hear thump, thump, <laughs> thump, 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 thump. I'm, I'm at the top of the key right now. Thump, 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 <laughs> thump, thump. My feet are on the free throw line. I just picked up the ball. Hold on. I'm shooting a free throw. The ball's in midair, and 
Hey Seth, the Chiefs' offense isn't better with Clyde right now. Swish, and then I and now I'm I just leave the ball there. The ball just under the basket, wow. and, I, and I put my towel around my neck, and I'm just walking back to the door. Man, just heading just just I, I laced him up and everything. But I, I'm just heading back over to the door. I'm gonna you know I'm going over to the bench. I'm gonna take off my Jordans. I'm gonna put on just some slides because I don't want to I don't want to wear these kicks outside. Man, somehow just, I'm just shooting free throws. Somehow the lack throws. of a dunk makes it even more of a dunk, and I wasn't even aware <laughs> that that was possible. <laughs> oh man, that was oddly terrifying. I'm gonna be honest. I really, I really let myself live in that moment. I was like, okay, this is you happy. really I can, I go can, to a happy yeah. place. Look, here's the deal: the Chiefs took Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round, and Josh, you and I talked about this before the show. You know, I, I was always like, ah, I won't be mad if they take a running back. Should they have maybe taken a guard? Maybe. Would would a wide receiver? I mean, at that point, you're dealing with like the seventh best wide receiver. I don't know. But what you see here is one of the problems that I think Josh has been alluding to a lot. And that's right. Right now, I'm picking up that ball. I'm going to go shoot in my own hoop for you, Josh. I'm doing this. <laughs> this one is wow. crazy. One of I'm, the things- I'm, sitting on the, I'm, I'm sitting on the bench now. I've got a, a slight glisten, but I'm, hey. I'm like, my, 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 I'm, I'm holding about, my bag, but I haven't left yet. I'm going to hold and, my face underneath the hoop and dunk on myself. <laughs> this is about to happen. So here's, here's the deal. With running backs, with a running back in the first round, they, they are very situationally dependent. And one of the things that I said, this is the way that the Clyde Edwards-Alaire pick would work out, right? If situationally, he took a great offense and added a cherry on top that made it even better, right? The problem is mm-hmm. that depends on all the other areas of the offense functioning, okay? Because when the other areas mm-hmm. of the offense aren't functioning, running back is not a position that can generally drag a non-functional offense to functional. Now, look, did Edwards-Hilaire make a few really nice plays to, to to gain additional yardage? Sure, right? Let's say maybe if the defense had gotten a stop late in the fourth, we would be talking about, man, that, you know, down the left sideline where he gained an extra 15 yards, blah, 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 blah. But the problem is those are those are opportunities that matter if the rest of the offense is playing well. When you start having issues, running back can't alter that. And that's where the big issue behind running back can lie is that you can't move the needle if other things aren't going well. And with that in mind, I would just say that maybe, just maybe, them picking Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the first mm. round, <gasps> maybe it wasn't the way they should have gone. All right, mm. I got to go for the night, guys. I hope you enjoy finding things to talk about. Later. <gasps> An unspectacular move by <laughs> Seth Kaiser. He's both parts of the poster, I think? What? <laughs> what? What? Wow. How, how does that even work? <sighs> wow. You've, you've won, Josh. You've won. <laughs> I think... I think I feel like I just put an infinity stone in my gauntlet. I feel like I just got a jolt of power through my body. I feel I'm just sort of looking around. I'm waiting to see is like is Seth at my door? Is this like is this is this punk? Is this real life? I, is this real life? Can I, I'm f- counting my fingers. I can see I'm pinching myself. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Now, look, I mean, Seth is legitimately gone, so so I won't say this to him as much as kind of toss it to you. But the other thing that I, I do think that we talked about, like, early on in the draft process and everything was the idea of even, like, being able to set some amount of, like, well, we can do this, and, like, this will be there. Like you said earlier, Nate, I thought that was going to be Clyde in the passing game. And yeah. Like, whenever, whenever you have, and I would, I seriously would love for you to expand more on the Sammy Watkins thing, because that's still legitimately confusing to me, like, why they have such a hard time kind of adjusting for his, this is not a joke or supposed to be mean-spirited, but, like, for his regularly scheduled three-week absence, right? Like, it's not it's not like they've never run this offense without him right and it seemed to me like at least to some extent like put Clyde out in the slot and see what he can do out there and it's just I know they haven't they haven't tried it yet they used to run look when I first started covering this team they used to let Spencer Ware motion out of the backfield and shotgun and be an additional receiver and like he could catch the ball Spencer Ware went yeah. healthy, pretty good. I I don't understand. Now some of the some of the screens are getting a little bit more telegraphed, which other teams are starting to pick up on, which I've sort of noticed now, particularly um, watching today from from the press box. But for Clyde, I thought I thought they'd really pick out. Okay, who's the linebacker? We're just going to put in hell today. Um, yeah, that they, was they, the best argument. I think Seth would say this. All, that was the best argument for the pick, which is we're gonna we're gonna torture a linebacker today. Yeah, and they they, they just haven't done it. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're holding this back for later. If they're trying to polish these certain plays in practice before you put them out there, um, it doesn't. Again, this they haven't they haven't lost a game since November tenth, guys. And even that game, mm-hmm. chalk that up to God because they weren't supposed to lose that game. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so like the the problem here is that okay, if McCall Hardman can't run intermediate routes, which gonna be real, folks. What evidence do we have to suggest he can run an intermediate route? Correctly? Yeah, that's a diplomatic of you. So, yeah. and he and I, I think in a in a in a honest moment, he would say that that's something he needs to work on. Most second year yeah. wide receivers would honestly tell you it's something they need to work on. It's much yeah. easier to use your speed to go downfield to catch the ball on a deep pass. Much easier to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. His timing routes, they're okay. They're okay. They're 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 useful for an NFL offense. Um, mm-hmm. If he's running deep routes, because that's what he's most proficient in, and Tyreek Hill is running deep routes, because you think we can just treat this like last year against the Raiders, which I don't know, mm-hmm. kids. You just throw the ball deep to Tyreek Hill. It worked right. for like a half. It worked. So yep. if those two guys are running deep and there's no Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey is like your one guy in the middle of the field, operating but because it's what Seth alluded to the offensive line was just getting mauled out there in the second half Clyde Edwards Alaire either needs to be in there for max pass protection purposes or needs to be in there to make some defender make a decision that they are uncomfortable making and I'm interested to see how that looks against the Bills if the Chiefs go and make that sort of adjustment or if they make that you know if they want to add that wrinkle to the off uh, to the offense, I, I I honestly feel like for Clyde, they want him to be so much of a runner because he's clearly the best running back they have in terms of actually running the football. The Airbnb has made that decision. That has been clear as day to me. Um, Darwin Thompson fumbled. We haven't seen um, DeAndre Washington yet, even though he just got promoted mm-hmm. to the active roster. Daryl Williams, third down back. That that's who he is right now. That's yeah. His I was gonna ask, so I wanted to ask about that some because you mentioned like having Clyde in for like Max uh, pass protect. It I, I am doing a little bit of just like what I saw on the broadcast and what I think I know. But Daryl's out there on third down a, a lot, lot, a lot. Um, again, you're gonna have to make some guys uncomfortable. Whether that's yeah. a rookie that you're trying to, you know, spread out his snaps over a course of a 16 mm-hmm. season when you expect to be mm-hmm. playing in 17, 18, and 19. Um, yeah. I, look, these are the hard decisions that they're going to have to make. Sammy Watkins is good for this reason. 
he catches the ball at a very high level, particularly passes that aren't even like on target. Um, it's the ones that are on target that are a little hard for him. Um, mm-hmm. Sammy's great with hands. He has seen every defense known to man. So he knows how to make himself available for Patrick Mahomes, particularly in the scramble drill and in the second read option. And that's the problem. Sometimes Tyreek Hill is the primary receiver. Everybody knows that. Sometimes Travis Kelsey will be like, we want to we want to make this defender make this decision, and we think Travis will make the most of these yards available to him. Mm-hmm. When those are taken away, Sammy Watkins is like the literal best number two NFL wide receiver option you can have when looking mm-hmm. off somewhere to come back to him. When he's not mm-hmm. on the field, it's just honestly clear today. Look at the third down snaps. If an initial read is not there and Patrick knows pressure is already on its way, he really doesn't trust a secondary read if Tyree Hill's running already 25 yards down the field. So yeah. that's where Sammy is so valuable, and because he can break tackles if he makes a if he makes a catch in the open field. Um, he's a really good blocker, which nobody like really looks at. But like, hey, mm-hmm. if you want to make a 7-yard gain, an 11-yard gain, you know, a uh, uh, wide receiver who can block – is really helpful. That's why Demarcus Robinson has real value on this offense, along with Byron Pringle when he's on the field. But as yeah. Seth alluded to, it, it's interesting that like Pringle came onto the field and the broadcasters were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. has he has he had a <laughs> has he had any snaps? And it's like, yeah. well, no, that that Byron Pringle is Sammy Watkins 2.0. Um, it's just right. they're gonna have to use him more if Sammy's not available for. The Buffalo Bills, and I'm preparing you, Chiefs fan, in case McColl Harbin's snap count stays roughly the same, because it's it's clear now. Um, maybe he needs another year. I wonder of all the guys on the team, particularly on offense, if he struggled the most, or if he he had the most to gain from the actual offseason program on the field mm-hmm. with Patrick, understanding when they do this, shade a little bit more here. When they do that, come back to the ball. Um, okay, the first window's not there. How do you get to the second window between defenders for me to, to fit you the ball? Like, there's – it's it's just clear to me that, like, this is no shade to McColl. It's just these are the – this is the reality. Like, he's he's not refined. It's going to take longer than people thought it would take for him to become a more polished player. Um, as I wrote in The Athletic, Sammy Watkins, interestingly enough, when he's on the field finishing the game, like, or playing the majority of his snaps – uh, the Chiefs are 26-4. and four. Um, He did not play the majority of his snaps. They lost today. Um, when they had their little, you know, issue in December of 2018, Sammy Watkins wasn't on yep. the field. When they lost to the Indianapolis Colts, Sammy Watkins wasn't on the field. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a real thing. He is that much important in the postseason because guess what teams do? They take away mm-hmm. your primary option. Half the time, even for guys as talented as Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, which is why it's always comfortable for Patrick to say that guy is a professional route runner who knows exactly where to be, even when it's not for him. Or when Logan Ryan falls down in the middle of the field, he can also run his tail off deep and I can throw him a ball and we can go to the Super Bowl. Um, These things get lost in the offseason contract years, but they do reveal themselves in October. And this is twice now, you know, two years in a row. I think that's an excellent breakdown, and it still does leave like one one sort of void that I actually think I probably saw on Twitter, and I'm now stealing and and, and bringing here. But like, it, I, I think the, the the gist of whatever I saw on Twitter was essentially saying, if the offense starts sort of losing itself a little bit, whenever it merely has the best offensive mind in football drawing up things for the best quarterback in football, the best tight end in football, and like a top three receiver in football. It, it, with a with a first round draft pick, running back, et cetera, et cetera. Whenever that offense it starts to look discernibly different without Sammy Watkins, that's a bad sign. And I'm not saying that it's apocalyptic, but I think yeah. I agree with that. That like I would I would like for I would like to believe that there was an option that's a little worse than having Sammy Watkins on the field, but that it's not night and day obvious. Yeah. Or you go into the whole point of like, okay. We got to get more Travis plays out there. We got to get more yeah. Tyreek Hill plays. And the defense kind of knows that because you're limiting the amount of plus players to to put plays in front of to, you know, enhance their abilities. Um, 
somebody's gonna have to step up. I mean, that's that, it's weird to say because like you're like you're saying, best one of the best head coaches, best quarterback in yeah, football, it's just, best it's tight weird. end from a from a receiving standpoint by far, and you know one of just the the still the fastest player in the league. Although man, Henry Ruggs, watch out. Uh, yeah, you know, like it, it is weird to say all of that, but again. The trenches matter. And if this offensive line can't get it together, and if, you know, it's funny that like a simile will be lost, probably. I'm 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 speculating now, but I'm assuming he'll be done for the year. It would probably be safe for his health long term if if he didn't play football this year. So let's assume he's out. He will get memorialized football wise in a way that I think is not quite accurate. Because his mm. best game was against the Houston Texans. And this is where I'll argue with mm-hmm. Seth. Mm-hmm. Have we seen the Houston Texans? They're trash. Yeah, oh. man. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They're trash. <laughs> um, like, he had a down game against the Chargers. Completely <laughs> understandable. Um, right. Okay. He played his ass off against the Ravens. Like everybody mm-hmm. else on that offense. So give him one there. That was his best game. Kind of came back to earth with the stunts, the weird things that the Patriots do. Again, completely understandable. Um, sure. He will be praised in a way that is like, it's cool, fine, but it's it's not accurate. He he wasn't yeah. great. He was fine. Yeah. Um, Mike Rimmers was legitimately great alongside uh, the Ravens game and taking the spot for Andrew Wiley, who has come back mm-hmm. and has struggled. Yes. So if Andrew Wiley's struggling, Osimile's yeah. not here anymore. Yeah. And Mike Rimmers, you know, in his first true start, not excuse me, not his first true start, but coming off the bench um for the first time, really. Mm-hmm. Like if he's struggling, where do we turn to? Because I think Nick Allegretti is like maybe the backup center, but they also have yeah. Daniel Kilgore, and like I haven't seen they him. No. What what we doing out here? So um, and it's not like Austin Ryder is like the keystone in the middle of the offensive line that you know is solid. Like he, he has up and, he, to also yeah, be struggling. Yeah, he has up and downs too. Yep. Um, yeah. So they're going to have to be deliberate with their shots. They can't just be free willy nilly now. At least that's I would mm-hmm. like if I was in the coaches meeting tomorrow and I grind through the tape. And there's, you know, saliva all over my mouth and I haven't I haven't <laughs> slept. There's like bags under right. my bags. I would say, yeah, you look like Bill Belichick with the holes in the neck. Yeah, yeah, eradicate my sleeve. Anyway, (laughs) boys, gentlemen, we we gotta be deliberate taking shots downfield, which is middle of the field plus side of the field. Can we get there first? And and we can't. You know, everybody loves the seventy yard pass, but a lot of these got to go right, and the defense also has to make a mistake. And sometimes the defense doesn't make. As many mistakes as you would hope, um, even if they are a divisional opponent that you've been destroying for the last, you know, half decade. Um, I, I wanted to make that point. And I think lastly for me, Josh, you know, other than, hey, these guys are human. It was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Three games in 11 days, kids. Not fun. Not fun in your yeah. body. Um, although they are pushing. Not happening now, though. Oh, Not right. happening now. Yeah, Monday, everybody. Although right, they are cool. pushing Monday it. at 4 p.m. And this, and this gives me to my point. We all thought if they went probably two and three in this stretch that like you would take it. You would, you would walk and shake somebody's hand to be fine. They got to lose at some point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you need to go undefeated to get the number one seed in the AFC, we have much larger problems. Uh, yeah. So now they've got their full attention, right? I, I've been yeah. saying this, that like, Hey, if the Ravens got their full attention, we saw the results. Things are going to obviously be different because different players may be in the game. But now we're going to have a full attention. How do they adjust? How do they make things different? Um, here's my biggest adjustment outside of like, hey, take your shots at a more deliberate manner on offense. <sighs> here's my Stephen A. I, I love Ben Neiman. He has been like a mm. child to me. Um, <laughs> I saw him from his first NFL days where I was mm-hmm. like, who the hell is that? And oh, he went to <laughs> Iowa. Then I saw him in training camp, and I was like, you know what? The guy is assignment assignment sound, which we all know what that means from a coach coach standpoint. And then he balled out in the preseason, and I was like, you know what? Give this man a spot. His family's phenomenal. I've interviewed them before. He is a very, very smart football player. 
He is like a souped up version of Frank Zombo. Um, Frank, sorry, souped up Frank Zombo. It was, I had that on a bingo, bingo. That was the last thing on my bingo card for today's show. I, was, I thought there's no chance. I, souped up Frank Zombo. They what have, an absolutely incredible phrase. Thank you, thank you, sir. Oh, Josh, you know this. I know this. <laughs> and now every other NFL team knows this. Yeah. Players can only do so much. Coaches can only scheme so much for players. The adjustment to the adjustment has made it clear. Ben Neiman will have better days. But of late, it's it's not going the way it went last year. Where last year, he was so sneaky good that mm-hmm. it gets lost in the grand scheme of things. Because, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But right. guys, he was so sneaky good last year. And the two teams that have identified that he can't be sneaky good if we're going to win is the Chargers and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how many more of those teams will identify that if Anthony Hitchens has a legitimate injury, Ben Neiman is up. If Willie Gay has a legitimate injury, Ben Neiman's up. If Damian Wilson wasn't good mm-hmm. today at all. If he has an injury, (laughs) Ben Neiman is the guy on the front line. So, (laughs) it's not Ben Neiman's fault. He has maximized his talent in a way that is awe-striking, admirable, (laughs) and creatively brilliant. But teams are starting to notice the weakness, and it's the linebackers play particularly when Vin Neiman is forced to make difficult decisions that we thought the Chiefs would do with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. At, at this point, I'm just glad that Clyde Edwards-Alaire isn't white because otherwise this whole show would have just been blaming white guys. It's just like Ben Neiman, Dan Sorensen, out of here. Yeah. Uh, although, honestly, the interior offensive line, uh-oh, oh, I just, what I just are we did doing? the math. Uh-oh, once Osimile went down, oh no. You know, when the white... Oh no, it really is. It's the offensive line and Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman. Oh, no. When the white DB starts giving up long TD passes, it's, it, it is noticeable. It is noticeable. But, hey, ben, look, Ben Neiman, he got his Super Bowl ring, kids. Uh, Daniel Sorensen. And he deserved it. Yeah, he deserved it. He, he blitzed the hell out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And to this day, right. I'm like, sir, masterful job. Um, and look, Daniel Sorensen, like, he's going to have a statue. What, at BYU, at Arrowhead Stadium? Hell, they can build it wherever they want. Like, he's the reason Bill O'Brien doesn't have a job. So, look. You fired Bill O'Brien, yeah. They've lost one game out of the last 14, okay? What are we, like, this is stupid. But at the same time, there are weaknesses (laughs) that we need to show them. And one of them, right now, appears to be Ben Neal. It's... I'm just tickled by how uh, <laughs> how colorblind our analysis has been today. It's like the Chiefs offensive line went so similarly went down. Trash. Trash. Ben Neiman, trash. Dan Sorensen, trash. What do they have in common? They're all great. Did Harrison Bucker do anything gritty. wrong today? What are, what are, no, he was fine. <laughs> Harrison Bucker was fine. Who else was fun? We got to praise some white players now. I got to make Travis Kelsey. Great. Yeah, Travis, always yeah, great. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Nick Kaiser. Not good. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Nick, I would do the same thing if I was on the field, dog. I'd be like, why yeah, is absolutely. he throwing? Be terrified. Why is he throwing me the football? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Sherman, I think was probably fun. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole. That's every. That's. I just looked at all of the players who record. Oh, Tommy Townsend actually had one bad punt. I think mostly fine. <laughs> I think that's every. I looked at every player that recorded a stat. Now we've we have gone through them uh, by sorting sorting by melanin lowest to highest. Look, I guess but, I don't know. But I hope uh, everybody understands that that's my Stephen A. Today. I I love Ben Neiman. Great quote. Educated, yeah. assignment style in the oh gym. He's a rat. You know what he does. He's been there, battle tested. Like, how many more can I do with these? Like, he's he's everything you want. Coach's player, legitimately. Um, you know? true. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's he's a good football player. He's just he's struggling right now. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, 
on that note, <laughs> on that, we're going to get tweets about, I hope, I'm glad this was late in the show. Also, Danielle, congrats on your $15, by the yep. way. She said she'd uh, send us all five bucks if we did this show in less than an hour. And we weren't going to, and we didn't. Uh, but we, we, I'm glad that the very end of the show was this bit, because this one's going to, someone's going to tweet us, but hopefully it's nobody who would uh, not usually listen to the entire episode. Or understand the Thanks, bit. everyone. <laughs> Or under, that's true. Understand that's the true. You just gotta be. There's information. You understand the bit. There's information in a comedic form. Hopefully, you get the comedy. If you don't, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, and like Hunter Renfro was good today. He so really was. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. One for forty two. Derek that's a big Carr. One for hey, forty two. Derek Carr. Derek, absolutely. Beat somebody. Yeah. At his position. Yep. Who doesn't have the same complexion? <laughs> this is also a fact, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Witten, two receptions today. They threw, they a, threw screen a screen to this Witten. man. What are we doing? I wrote. I don't even know if I tweeted that. I just wrote in my Google Doc of notes, just like I don't think I screamed that Jason Witten's gonna get it done. You have Henry Ruggs. Like, why? I just don't know if he's the burner you want to get the ball to there. There, there are plays that you can create and draw up for Anthony Sherman called Smoke Sausage. And Lord, what was yeah. that play for Jason Witten called? Was that was that called white rice? Like I hope it's just called white rice. Hey y'all, fourteen trap BC clear wide white rice. Like what are we like, sir? You're up, you're up, and you're running this. What? So yeah, I hope it's called white rice because white rice is the foundation for every 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 meal, every delicious meal. That's so good. Uh, big game by Max Crosby. Congratulations, Max. Uh, we will end the show there. <laughs> Ten minutes ago. Uh, Nay, you, you literally had a story that went up while we were recording this podcast. You can go check that all out in The Athletic. Again, theathletic.com slash times ours will get you a deal there. Uh, you can read Seth's stuff coming there. Also, he's got something up in the Chief North newsletter already. You can follow me on Twitter at JB Briscoe. I'll probably continue talking about this game somewhere on Sports Radio 810 very soon. But if you follow all of us there, you'll find all of our work. And uh, we'll be back and doing this again. We're going to do an hour straight of serious Bills talk because we learned from our mistakes around yes, here. Yes, sir. Uh, Nate, do you have a bit weirder than that one to end on or no? <laughs> uh, no bits. Let's get serious. Okay, let's get serious. Um, there was a man today who used to wear the number 11 jersey in red and gold. Oh, yeah. He came from the depths of football hell, y'all. And he has a he risen. He was missing leg meat. He has risen. He, he, has a, he has a risen. I don't care that he got sacked eight times. That man. Does it? Oof, not fair to him. D- oh, him God. Have you spot. seen? I mean, if Chiefs want to, if people want to comp- complain about the Chiefs offensive line, good Lord, Washington. Um. So if you're if someone's listening, you're like eight times. Oh, that's funny, Nate. That's a funny joke that you just said. No, Alex Smith got it sacked six times. The Washington football quarterbacks got sacked eight, eight times. times. Those were not jokes. Right, right. So regardless of what happens from this day forward, um, Alex Smith deserves every piece of praise. I, as a father, was just thrilled that his children and his wife saw it in person. Uh, Patrick Mahomes said some very nice words. Called the man special. And it is, it is, he, he is literally the definition of it in the football context. And I don't know what goes on from here, but the man has already won the comeback player of the year award. We can stop all the ballots. And there are people I know in the chiefs organization who were emotional despite losing today, learning of Alex Smith playing in an NFL football game after everything he's went through, after everything he meant to that franchise that has now become the defending Super Bowl champions. So I know Seth's not here. He would literally be sharing, shedding a tear right now for Alex Smith, but Alex Smith deserves all the praise. The Chiefs lost today, but Alex Smith won, and I just think we need to we need to make that clear. 